KYW Original Podcasts. It's just a good conversation with somebody that you didn't know you were interested in. I'm Matt Leon, and this is One on One. One of the biggest things for me in terms of the local story, Matt, and this gets me every time, is if I'm standing in line at Rite Aid, find something, or I'm at ShopRite or Acme or somewhere, and like a mother will come up and say, Mr. Hunt, you covered my son in the Public League Championship. I mean, there's something about that. <laughs> and our guest this week, the one and only Donald Hunt, legendary Philadelphia sports writer who has been a an anchor at the Philadelphia Tribune for decades. Donald, thanks so much for coming in. Man, thanks a lot for having me. Really appreciate it. So as we're talking here, it is mid-October in my capacity here, I find this is the busiest time of year. You've kind of got everything collapsing into one. Do you have the same situation where it's just constantly putting out fires because there's news everywhere? Oh, absolutely. I mean, one day I could be down at Temple, you know, uh, interviewing uh, some of the players and coaches. Uh, the next day I could be down at the Eagles. Uh, day after that, I could be over at the Sixers. Friday night, I could be at a high school football game. So it's really a busy time. But Matt is one of the greatest times of the year because you have so much going on. You know, the only thing we're missing is the Phillies right now, you know. And uh, I remember back in 2008 and 2009 and 2010 when they were really good and you had so much going on. Mm-hmm. So there was always another story to write. And that's how it is at the Tribune. I don't think it's every day I come in and I don't have something to do, you know. So. Uh, oh, you know, and you also have the, the national scene. You have a lot of guys mm-hmm. from the Philadelphia area that go off and play, you know, college football. And um, oh, and then you got college basketball starting. Um, now, Matt, it looks like the college basketball season is creeping up sooner and sooner. And I with agree. The media days, you know. I agree. Uh, the American Athletic Conference just had their media day and. And, you know, with Temple being in the conference, you know, obviously there's interest there. Aaron McKee starting his, you know, his era there. And, um, you know, there's so much going on. So it's it's an exciting time. It's a busy time. But, you know, it's a time that, you know, I really enjoy. Yeah. Have you always, was writing always the thing for you growing up? You grew up in Darby, am I correct? Yeah. Yeah. Writing is uh, something I always enjoyed. And, um, you know, I think... um, at some point, I had thought about maybe going into teaching, you know, and then maybe later on, once I retire, you know, I could be an adjunct teacher or something like that, you know. But, um, you know, always enjoyed writing, always enjoyed sports, you know. And, um, you know, I've been blessed over the years, Matt, you know. And really, I got to, you know, just thank a lot of people, you know, for taking time out and showing me the ropes and helping me out in this career. And, uh Writing is something that's that's really interesting because you can paint a picture, you know, of what's going on. And then you can always give uh, the athlete, the coach, um, the official, you know, a chance to tell his story. And everybody's got like an interesting story to tell. And I've written I've been blessed to have written about, um, you know, superstars in the NBA, Major League Baseball, uh, the NFL, as well as, you know, a person right out in the community, you know. And uh, I got remember when uh, Monet Davis was playing for the Anderson Monarchs and then eventually the Taney Dragons, and they practiced right at Marion Anderson. And you know where Marion Anderson, mm-hmm. not far from the Tribune, you know. And going over there and interviewing her, you know, was great. And that's really grassroots. And, you know, look at what she was able to accomplish. And now she's in college. She's at Hampton University. She's playing softball. And she's, uh, you know, 
quite a story, not just a Philadelphia story, but a, you know, a national story. And um, so, yeah, I've always enjoyed it. Always enjoyed talking to people and interviewing them. And uh, uh, even when I didn't have a story to write, sometimes I would just come around, Mm -hmm. you know, and uh, you know, I think that's, that's helped me a lot. It's allowed me to develop some really good relationships, you know, and um, uh, get close to people and find out, you know, other things that are going on and just have a good time with it. You know, I, I've always tried to uh, make it fun and interesting and not too serious. You know, uh, the toughest part for me in, in, in this career was whenever I had to write about something that was like a tragedy mm-hmm. or something, you know, for some or even when somebody dies, you know, it, it, I always got to like catch my breath and then sit down at my computer and start writing, you know, and, uh, and get myself together. And, and, you know, what I also try to do is think about the good things. Uh, I've been blessed and, um, you know, been able to, you know, write some interesting stories over the years. Do you prefer, in a perfect world, do you prefer getting the chance to cover a World Series or a Super Bowl? Or do you prefer that story on the kid down the street who, you know, maybe was sick as a youngster and now is getting a chance to play football yeah, in college? Yeah. What, do you have a preference? Yeah. or? Um, I guess... I always lean towards the local kids, you know, that's mm-hmm. just the way I am, you know. Um uh I really I like the World Series too. And I'm <laughs> like it was exciting man. both of them two thousand eight, two thousand nine. Hey, the playoffs are great. Uh but I like the local kids because you get to see them develop later on, you know. Like for example, I'll use him, Jari Evans, who mm-hmm. played for uh, the New Orleans Saints, had a great career. I'm hoping that one day he'll get in the Hall of Fame, Matt. I mean, really, he, uh, I think he's been to like six Pro Bowls, and, you know, he won a Super Bowl with the, with the Saints. I remember when he was at, in high school playing, you know, and then, you know, I wrote about him when he was at Bloomsburg, and he became an All-American, you know. And those stories are really interesting, I mean, because uh, it gives you a chance to reflect and, you know, and then you see him grow and develop over the years. And, uh, I mean, like Aaron McKay, I think I've known Aaron since he was, like, 16, mm-hmm. you know. And to see him play and, and grow and, you know, play for John Chaney at Temple after playing for Bill Ellerby and um, and then playing in the NBA. And, and uh, I guess getting back to the other piece about whether you want to cover, um, whether you had a preference between – uh, World Series or, or a local story, you know, right in your own community or backyard or whatever the case may be, um, to watch them develop along the way to get to that point. Because I use an Aaron, for example, you know, he played at Temple, played on some great teams there, then went to the NBA and then played on that 2001 team, right. which I did get a chance with, with Allen Iverson, Eric Snow, and, you know, Dikembe Mutombo, all that great stuff, man. So, yeah, I mean, it's always um, – it's always great. I think the one of the biggest things for me in terms of the local story, Matt, and this gets me every time, is if I'm standing in line at Rite Aid, buying something, or I'm at ShopRite or Acme or somewhere, and like a mother will come up and say, Mr. Hunt, you covered my son in the Public League Championship. I mean, it's something about that, <laughs> you know. And sometimes... I'll remember who the person is. And I said, well, who is your son? And he said, oh, yeah, I remember. Yeah, he made the big steal or he got the rebound or whatever the case may be or through the pass. So um, that's kind of special. And then, um, you know, having people, you know, just come up to you and say, hey, you know, you wrote about my cousin or whatever. So, 
it's nice. But it's good to see um, the pro athletes out in the community. Like I really like what Malcolm Jenkins is doing mm-hmm. with the uh, with the Eagles. And um, Malcolm, you know, he came up here from New Orleans. And I remember Jari telling me about him. And, uh, uh, you know, he's he's done a fantastic job. And uh, I, I think it's really noteworthy. I think, you know, Malcolm's a guy that, you know, could eventually win like the Walter Payton Award, mm-hmm. just like, you know, Chris Long did. You know, the things that Chris did was great. And um, But I was really moved by, like um, – the STEAM program that he has every year that he, he partners with Drexel because it helps out a lot of kids in the uh, West Philadelphia area right around Drexel and gives them an opportunity. And he started it, and it was pretty much a grassroots program when he did it. And I think now I believe Malcolm said it's up to like 80 kids over four years to get a chance to you know learn about science, technology, athletics, and everything over the course of about five or six weeks at Drexel, and Drexel's a great partner with them. But it's good to see the pro athletes out in the community, you know, and um, uh, even if they're not doing anything charitable, just, you know, you know, maybe shooting some hoops, you know, at a local basketball court or, or you know, over at the Ryan Howard Center, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it just, just makes a difference, yeah, yeah. So Grove and Darby went to Lincoln. Yeah, Lincoln's Lincoln. I'll tell you that that's been a real significant part of my career. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you mentioned Lincoln. You know, I'd really like to give them some credit. Um, Did you write in Lincoln? Were you like a newspaper? Um, at- not too much, but um, when I was at Lincoln, um, I was a health and phys ed major. Okay, and I had a class where um, it was health, physical education, administration and uh, publicity. And I met uh, Mr. George Lyle, and um, he was a Philadelphia sports writer. He also was the sports information director at Lincoln. And he talked to me about, um, you know, uh, that is a possible career if I didn't, like, go into teaching or coaching or in recreation or something, you know, because all of us were in that, you know, particular genre at that time. And... um, that was that was really really significant. I did a little writing. I didn't do much, but I, he showed me a lot of the things he did, and he used to send press releases to all the local papers and the national organizations and that sort of thing. And um, um, but you know, when I got out of school, my first job was at the News of Delaware County, you know, and I just covered high school sports there. But it was really good because you know I started out just covering like a, a regular high school football game. And then I moved to doing like a preview column each week. And then I went from that to uh, doing a feature story. I mean, everything went in steps, mm-hmm. you know. So um, I learned a lot. So when eventually I made the jump to the Tribune, you know, I came there with some experience. And um, uh, I got a lot of help in the News of Delaware County. I want to mention Len Rosen because Len was significant in getting me started. Um, but once I got to the Tribune, it was a guy named Herm Rogel. Herm used to write the people in sports column at the Bulletin. And um, that was like one of the most well-read sports columns in the city of Philadelphia. I mean, it was really great, man. And it was all basically on local sports. And Herm's one of the guys that really emphasized local sports and, and spoke to me. And he was real significant in my career. Um, you know, he... Uh, Worked at the Bulletin until it closed and then 
worked at the Tribune for a while until he retired. But he uh, he talked to me and, and, and was really significant. Um, and just in so many things, um, you know, my career at the Tribune, I mean, he you know offered me a lot of encouragement, a lot of insight. You know, he worked with me as a writer. I mean, he was he was great. And um, uh, the other thing he did was two things. Um, he uh, wrote he uh, he edited my book Cheney Plan for a mm-hmm. Legend that I wrote with Aaron McKee and Eddie Jones on Coach Cheney, and um, he was really good. And then he wrote the forward for it, you know. And because uh, Herm really liked Coach Cheney, he really liked Aaron and Eddie. He <laughs> he thought those guys were great, and they are. So um, that that was that was really significant. But all that you know kind of went from like Lincoln, boom, 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 to to News of Delaware County to uh, Philadelphia Tribune, and and uh, you know at the Tribune, you know we we do so much. I mean, we cover black college sports, we cover the pro sports, you know, Phillies, the Sixers, the Eagles, all of them, and then you know we do the Big Five, and you know it's just it's just really busy, but it's really exciting. You know, and um, it's, uh, uh, like I said, there's never a time when, you know, you don't have a story to write, you know. But uh, but I, I think I've been really fortunate to be surrounded with some good people. Um, in addition to Herm, I mean, I work at the Tribune now with two guys who are really good sports writers, John Mitchell and Daryl Bell. And, um, but, you know, there was a guy there years ago, Kendall Wilson, that was great. You know, he he did kind of everything, but he, he also did sports. And then a guy that recently passed, Claude Harrison, he was he was a longtime sports editor before I even came there. And um, I'm real appreciative, Matt, also of a lot of the trailblazers, you know, uh, the African-American sports writers. I mean, people like Claude Harrison and um, uh, Tom Greer. He used to work at the Daily News. Joyous Thompson was at the Bulletin. Also, um, uh, always admired um, um, Sam Lacey from the Baltimore Afro-American and um, Wendell Smith, because those guys wrote about Jackie Robinson, you know, and they were significant in his career, like when he played with the Kansas City Monarchs before he came up to the Brooklyn Mm -hmm. Dodgers, you know, and they went through a lot, you know, and they didn't. I mean, it, what they did, they paved the way for me, you know. And actually, Matt, not only me, but people like Keith Pompey, who's at the Enquirer now, and uh, Stephen A. Smith, Elmer Smith, um, Claire Smith, uh, John Smallwood when he was here, you know, so many guys, you know. And, um, like, we couldn't do what we're doing now if it wasn't for them, you know. So I'm very appreciative of a lot of these things. So when you started writing, because, you know, you didn't necessarily major in it in college, were you, once you got that first job, were you hooked? Were you like, oh, yeah. this is it? Yeah, yeah. I, I was I was really excited, you know. And, you know, to see your name in print, you know, that was that was really big. And um, You still get a kick out of it now, even all these years later? I do. I do. Like looking at my column here, you know, with the Wilt stamp, you know, you know I, I, I still enjoy it, you know. And uh, I mean, now I got my picture there, so it's at another <laughs> level. But it's it's still nice, you know. And it's good that you have that feeling and that enthusiasm, you know, because it carries you a long way, you know. Um, I've always been fascinated with the media, you know, as a whole, 
you know, like I enjoy coming over doing this and, you know, the times I've been on television, that's been great, you know, and uh, because, you know, you get to, to tell a story, you get to, to talk about what you do, you get the chance to, you know, uh, inspire others, you get a chance to um, give people some information that's useful and that kind of thing. So, yeah, I mean, I, I still, you know, I, you know, Tuesday morning or Sunday morning or Friday, you know, I would look at the Tribune, man, make sure my byline's in there. <laughs> you now, know? I was reading an article about you when you got inducted. I think it was in the Philadelphia Sports Hall of Fame. I didn't know. Did you take a go to do PR for a little bit in between your I did. time? I did. I did. I had a little stretch where I did some public relations work. I worked for the school district of Philadelphia for just a few years. And then after that, I worked um, for Mercy Health Plan a few years. And that just kind of gave me like a perspective on how things are promoted and all. But, you know. You missed the Yeah, I did. I was doing a lot of freelance writing at the time. You know, it's just something that I wanted to, you know, get my hand in just to see what that was like. But, you know, I eventually came back to the Tribune and that was great. Uh, Barnett Wright, I got to thank him for encouraging me to come back. And yeah, I mean, I spent a few years, I want to say about five or six years, you know, um, but they were good years. Mm -hmm. And then, like I said, I still kept my hand in it. I like, I did a lot of freelance sports writing and, you know, the trip, they would call me from time to time. I say, can you write a column or whatever? (laughs) I said, yeah, I think so. You know, so uh, it was great. You think it made you a better writer kind of having that chance on the other side and just being away from it a little bit? It did. It gives me a different perspective because I understand how things go from that, that vantage point. And um, I mean, like what I do now, I make sure I always email the uh, publicists, you know, at the different teams or the different schools or different organizations, Matt, you know, to let them know I'm interested in the story. And I work through them because I know that's part of their job. And I understand that. And, you know, we have some really good ones in town, you know, that, that do a great job. And, um, it's always good to to work with them and uh and they're really helpful too because they offer you know tips and everything mm-hmm. you know they'll say well you know he's going to be player of the week this week you know announcement's going to be made in about an hour or whatever you know so um yeah it 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 gave me a different perspective but it also helped me and um you know when I got back into a full time you know it was great you know when it lasted but you know I really enjoyed what I do and I'm just trying to do more. And I think um, one thing I like to do is uh, I like to keep going, whereas I like to see, you know, guys get to the Hall of Fame. Like you mentioned the Hall of Fame. Like that was really a big thing for me. Mm-hmm. I remember when Ken Alvalon called me and says, Don, you know, you've been selected to uh, go into the Hall of Fame. And I was like, Ken, are you serious? I say, <laughs> so he says, yeah. He says, you've done so much you've covered high school sports, college sports, pro sports, all that stuff. I said, well, you know, I really, really appreciate it. And it was uh, a really good night. Um, I was inducted with Ron Jaworski. Mm-hmm. Gosh, man, great guy. Uh, Mike Bantam. Um, Randall Cunningham was another guy that went in. Uh, Bob Boone. You know, we were talking about the Phillies earlier. Um, Ray, Ray Chink Scott. You know, a guy that played with Wilt, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and so many other great players in this town. And um, uh, there were a lot of people, you know, and it's a really, really, really good organization. I mean, I think they've been around now about 17 mm-hmm. years. And every year it's uh, 
they're inducting a really good class. Like this year, I believe, you know, Rashid Wallace is going in, you know, and I remember Rashid at, at grads in North Carolina and, you know, win NBA championship with Detroit Pistons and, and everything. And, um, but you know, um, that was, that was, that was a really big thing. You know, that was big and, yeah, I've been blessed. Um, also, in well, let me see, 2011, they had the National Association of Black Journalists Convention here in Philly, and I got Journalist of the Year mm-hmm. from um, the National Association of Black Journalists Sports Task Force. That was really big. I, I was, I remember, you know, it was a real busy day at the Tribune, Matt, and um, I just about turned off my computer and I was getting ready to go and the phone rang. You know how you, you, know, mm-hmm. you get ready to leave the phone yep. radio. You say, I answer this. So I, I picked it up because it wasn't a local number. So I figured maybe it might be something interesting. And it was J.A. Adande, who you see on Around the Horn right. and, uh, you know, PTI, pardon the interruption. And he says, hey, Don, how you doing? I said, J.A. Adande. I said, how you doing? I said, well, you know the NABJ's We'll be coming to Philly, so maybe I'll see. He said, yeah, well, that's what I want to talk to you about. <laughs> <laughs> he says, uh, uh, "You're gonna, uh, we're going to select you as Journalist of the Year, the Sports Task Force. So that's really big because, I mean, there's so many great sports writers and sports journalists, you know, you know, like the guys I mentioned, uh, you, know, you know, Keith Pompey, you know, Claire Smith, Stephen A. Smith. Cliff Brown, you know, I mean, the, the, the list just goes mm-hmm. on and on, you know, all these guys. And um, it was a really nice event. And um, I tell you, that night, they also honored some other people. They honored Sonny Hill, you know, who's a real legend in this town with basketball and all the great things he does. And, and John Chaney and uh, Joe Frazier. Matter of fact, I, unfortunately, that was... That was Joe Frazier's last public appearance before he passed away like a few months ago. Tina Sloan Green, who you've interviewed, mm-hmm. you know, and um, uh, the Philadelphia Stars. I mean, it was a really, really significant, you know, event, you know, and it it was it was great. But I remember when he called me, like, I was like, wow, this is really good. So <laughs> I, I sat in my chair for about another 10 minutes and I was like so excited. I mean, Matt, I live in West Philly. Mm-hmm. Okay, I live over by St. Jude's. <laughs> and the Tribune's in South Philly. You know, I could have walked home. You know, that's how excited I was. But I was tired, so I got my car and I drove home. <laughs> <laughs> Time to take a break on One on One. We will have more with the Philadelphia Tribune's Donald Hunt right after this. It's the smart look at the issues catching fire in Philadelphia. Flashpoint. What we have is a crisis. This goes way beyond just the perpetrator. You know how many times I had stopped people in front of my house from shooting up? It was a moment where black and brown people on the margins got to say, no, we've been hurting. I think we forget that you came from somewhere else, too. Host Cherry Gregg walks you through the flames on air Saturday evenings at 930 and Sunday mornings at 830. Or search the Flashpoint podcast on the radio.com app. We are back on one-on-one. Our guest this week is the Philadelphia Tribune's Donald Hunt. So you mentioned the the book about Coach Cheney. It's one yeah. of a of a, a few books that you've right. written. Right. Was that always a goal once you became a sports writer? Did you yeah. figure you wanted to write books, or was it something the opportunity presented itself uh, along the way in your career? Well, you know, certainly I got the opportunity. 
Uh, you're absolutely right. But I definitely wanted to write a book. And um, Herm was a big help with uh, the first book that I wrote, which was on the Philadelphia Big Five. I tell you who else was a big help was Dan Baker. Mm-hmm. He was really good. And, um, um, you know, Herm showed me how to, you know, basically do an outline and that kind of thing for the book. And I just followed the outline. And uh, it was really exciting because I, I'll never forget it because we had it broken down into different chapters. And one was like great players, you know. And at that time, they had just picked the 25th anniversary of the Philadelphia Big Five's greatest players. I mean, people, you know, like Lionel Simmons, Wiley Jones, um, you know, the list goes on and on. Larry Cannon, this one and that one. I mean, this is incredible. Uh, Ed Pinckney. Um, that was that was really good. And then, you know, we went from there to, like, the great teams. Um, at that time, you know, Villanova won a national mm-hmm. championship. Of course, you know, LaSalle had a great team. Um, Temple had their great team with Coach Cheney. And then they also had the NIT team with John Baum. And then um, – St. Joe's has some great teams with um, uh, Coach Ramsey and even Coach Lynham, you know, has some good teams there. And then Penn, you know, Bob Weinhauer and um, his Final Four team with Timmy Smith and, and those guys. And then also, um, you know, Dick Harder has some great teams. I mean, everybody had their moments. Right. This was great about the, the Big Five. You know, it kind of went in cycles, you know, to a certain degree. But uh, but it was a really I really enjoyed it, you know, and, um, um, you know, just putting that whole thing together was a great experience for me. And um, I think that's something that a lot of sports writers want to do. It just need the time because mm-hmm. it, it is it is time consuming. Like what I did a lot was I wrote like late at night, you know, that way I could really concentrate and everything. And I did interviews during the day. And, um, but, you know, it's, it's really interesting because what you do, you, you're going back and you're looking at all these great players and great moments and, you know, you're looking at these great photos and it's always like somebody that, you know, that was really good that you forgot about. And then doing your research, you Mm -hmm. said, man, this guy, boy, he was, you know, all big five, three years in a row, first team, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, it's, it's incredible. And then, you know, you think back to you know, all the great moments and the City Series games. I mean, that's so unique. That's why I did the book, right. you know, because no other city in Philadelphia has the big five. I mean, excuse me, in the country has the big five, right. you know. and uh, I don't think there's even anything close. Yeah, I don't think so either, Matt. And you hear that a lot, yeah. but it's really significant. And, um, you know, it's great to see the games. And uh, there's been some documentaries now. And um, that's something I would like to do, you know, you know, when I get a chance uh, is to uh, produce or write and produce a documentary. You know, I was fortunate to to be a part of a few, you know, um, and that's great. But that's something that I'm I'm really fascinated by because I I, I watch a lot of documentaries now and I do a lot of reading, too, Mm -hmm. you know, and uh, I mean, mostly sports books, but um but there's nothing like a really good book. You know, you sit down 
You don't want to put it down. Right. And when you do put it down, you make sure you <laughs> you put a piece of paper in there to mark that <laughs> chapter. So you when you go back, you know where you are. And then same thing with the documentaries. You know, you, it's it's really exciting. And um, there's been some great ones over the years. You know, I mean, you know, a number of networks that do them. So, uh, but yeah, that was my first book. And then I did um, a couple of children's books that were kind of nice, you know. Um, and then I did a book on black college sports and that was great. And, uh, I remember interviewing Eddie Robinson. Oh, wow. Oh man. He was, he was fantastic. He talked about Doug Williams and Steve McNair and Walter Payton and all these legendary guys, you know, I mean, those guys are like the Mount Rushmore of black college football, (laughs) you know? And, um, he was, he was really good. I'll never forget. He, um, uh, I had called him at Grambling, you know, here again, you know, you, you work through the public relations right. people. And he had just left for the day. You know, he had practice and everything. And I had his home phone number. The guy gave me a say, just call him at home. I said, are you sure we're talking about Eddie <laughs> Robinson? <laughs> you know, they got the Eddie Robinson Award now, you know. So I called him at home and he was great. He picked up the phone and, you know, he talked to me for a long time, you know. And he told me, you know, so much, you know, about black college football and black college sports. You know, he mentioned Jake Gaither. He was a coach at uh, Florida A&M. He coached Bob Hayes. Bob Hayes. <laughs> you know, so um, um, that was a good experience. And then, you know, interviewing a lot of people. I interviewed Coach Cheney for the book. And How was that uh, for the for he, the Cheney book? Oh, How long did you spend great. with him? Um, I spent a good amount of time with him, mostly with Aaron and Eddie, but I went in his office and I sat down with him several times and he was great. I mean, he's so knowledgeable, not just in basketball, but life. really in life, yeah. you know, really in life. And um, um, I mean, I've learned a lot from Coach Chaney. I mean, I know he's a father figure to a lot of people, you know, that, that he coached over the years and Hey, he's kind of a father figure to me, and I had a father and a mother, you know. And he 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 was just great. I mean, uh, I just learned so much. I mean, a lot of the stuff is are things that are basic fundamentals, not only in basketball but in life. You know, uh, if you're playing basketball, God drives along the baseline. You want to put your foot on that baseline and stop him right there. You know, and force him to the middle. Well, you know a lot of the same principles apply in life, you know, and I remember him telling me how, you know, um, you can have a lot more success with teaching kids in school if you pour more resources into the primary grades. And here was a guy that was a, believe it or not, was a uh, Philadelphia public school teacher at one time. So he had that experience and that knowledge and, um, you know, and, and he really cared about his kids, you know, and I just enjoyed interviewing Coach Cheney on so many occasions, not only for the book, but for, um, you know, for my stories in the Tribune. And he was great, you know, and uh, very knowledgeable and always made sure that I listened closely because mm-hmm. it was always something I was going to learn. You know, uh, he was he was great. Yeah. Yeah. You've done a lot of really great things in your career. One of the coolest things I think you've ever done, though, is you were, were instrumental. You spearheaded getting Wilt Chamberlain on a U.S. postage stamp. 
it was a six-year odyssey from start to finish. Uh, how did it start? It just started. You wrote a column because yeah, you thought yeah. it was it was time, right? Yeah, yeah. I wrote a column in the Philadelphia Tribune. I interviewed a couple of Wilt's um, teammates at Overbrook, um, and they said, "Yep, it's a great idea." And I remember I was telling Herm Rogel about it. He said, "Yeah, it's a great idea." <laughs> so I wrote the column. And from there, it really kind of took off. Uh, did you have any idea what you were getting into when you when um, you did that? I wasn't sure how far it was going to go, Matt. You know, I was hoping that it would lead to um, to a stand, but I didn't know the process that much. I, I talked to the people at the Postal Service, and they told me, you know, you have to submit uh, uh, a letter in writing, and then also it'd be good, excuse me, to um, have other folks in turn, uh, uh, let the Postal Service know how important it is and that kind of thing. So, you know, from the article, we, we got a lot of people, you know, that, that knew Will, that grew up with Will, played with Will, and uh, they were excited about it. And then folks like yourself uh, with publicity, you know, here at KYW News Radio, uh, that was a big help. And in turn, that got some of the other news outlets uh, involved, AP, USA Today, Inquirer, Daily News. And it was really great because um, every day I was coming to work, somebody else was calling about it, how they could get involved and how they could help. And I told them all to send a letter to the Citizen Stamp Advisory Committee, and that's a committee that selects the stamps. And they look at stamps um, periodically throughout the year. And then they make a selection, and it's usually, I think, like in the summer sometime. And then in the fall, there's an announcement, and it's usually like 15 to 20 stamps. Now, what happened with Will, we um, we got a letter, I want to say like 2009, 2010, and uh, it said he was under consideration. So we knew we were on the right track, but we just didn't know what year. So what we did, we, we did a lot of different things to uh, maintain the interest and to create more interest and to let people know what we were doing. And like I said, obviously the the things that you guys did here, you know, um, with the stories, but we did, um, I remember doing a uh, thing with the 76ers. Mm-hmm. 76ers played the Cleveland Cavaliers and LeBron James was in Cleveland the first time. Right. <laughs> That's how far it goes back. And uh, we had a couple of people from the trip that helped us out. They were volunteers were involved with the committee, and they got like 300 signatures at night, you know. So that was great. So a friend of mine, Roger Bogle, who works with me at the Tribune, he was also involved with this project from beginning to end. We talk about it every day. Roger sent it down to the Citizen Stamp Advisory Committee. Then we also had a committee ourselves. It was Ducky Burtz, um, Claude Gross, Bobby Lewis, Don Hackney, um, also Vince Miller, which was one of Wilt's best friends, but unfortunately he passed away, um, uh, and Jimmy Sadler, you know, and we all met like every month, you know, at the Tribune, and, you know, we would talk about different things that we could do, and one of the things we did that created a lot of interest, I think not only for the stamp, uh, Matt, now listen to this. You know he scored the 100 points. Mm-hmm. Well, we did a 50th anniversary luncheon for Wilt scoring 100 points, the 50th anniversary. And we must have had about 200 people at First District Plaza, 3801 Market Street. And um, 
It was incredible. Matter of fact, Coach Chaney hosted it with Billy Cunningham. Two Hall of Famers. You know, I mean, they were great. They were great. And uh, um, we had a lot of people there. And the folks that came there to celebrate the event, uh, the 50th anniversary of the 100-point game, also got a chance to sign petitions because we had a lot of petitions. And we had them in the lobby at the Philadelphia Tribune. We even had some online. But we had some right there, and we must have come away with about 200 or so, you know, so we sent them down. And then, um, you know, years went by, and around 2014, you know, we got a call saying that Wilt was going to be included in the stamps for 2014. And, you know, um, we had to wait another week or two to find out when they were going to issue it. And then we decided to have another event. And now the 76ers had one, too. And they had it that night. They played the Oklahoma City Thunder. I'll never forget it because we were all down there. And um, But we also had one at the First District Plaza, and it was great. Mike Bantam hosted it. Uh, Wally Jones, who played on that 66, mm-hmm. 67. Wally was great. Okay. Harvey Pollack was still with us then. Um, he uh, he got up and spoke. He knew Will. He was the one that did the 100-point sign. Right. Long-time yeah, statistician. Long-time, yeah. yeah. Long-time statistician. One of the oldest – NBA employees. Mm-hmm. I mean, Harvey was really good. Um, this guy, Joe Rucklick, was there. And Joe was the one. I mean, like, Guy Rogers played in a 100-point game, right? Guy had 20 assists. But Joe had to pass to Wilt that got him 100 <laughs> points. <laughs> so Joe was there. He talked. Uh, he was great. The people from Kansas, people from the University of Kansas were so nice. They flew in. Uh, NBA TV came up. You know, they were excited about it. Uh, let me see. Stan Hockman. Stan Hockman wrote a beautiful story in the back page of the Daily News. Stan was there. He he was really excited. You know, I'm I'm so glad that we had it then because, you know, unfortunately Stan passed. But uh, but he did a fantastic job, you know. And um, Gene Banks came. Um, I mean, so many people, you know, that, that really wanted to be a part of the mm-hmm. event. And it was just great. Now, that we must have had like over 300 people there, you know. And then after that, everybody went out and bought stamps. Right. You know, and um, stamps were everywhere then, you know. And um, What was it like the first time you held the Wilt Chamberlain stamp? It was incredible. You know, I was so excited. And the thing is, it's the largest stamp ever, mm-hmm. you know, because it's like two inches long. But Wilt was a big guy. Yes, he was. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he, was he was a big guy. So I couldn't believe it. Matt, he got one in the Philadelphia uniform and one in the Lakers uniform. Mm-hmm. You know, and I was looking at it, it was like unbelievable. And um, the guy that designed it, Kadir Nelson, did a fantastic job. Yeah, no, he, they are beautiful oh, pieces really of art. Beautiful. You really are. The artwork is just great. I mean, you know, and maybe great is a, is a good enough word, but it was it was incredible. Yeah, and then the other thing, too, was on the back of the sheet is his bio. Mm-hmm. And for the younger people who weren't, familiar with Wilder, didn't know that much about him. They could learn from reading the bio, you know. So you get a stamp and then you have the bio in the back and, you know, that serves, you know, two purposes right there. And um, it was it was just great. And I was like, man, I, this started in 2008 and now here it is, 2000, and it's finally here. And like so many people, I mean, you know what I did, Matt? I went up on Twitter and I just typed in the research. I t- you know where it says no, uh, either research or what? Search. I, search. search. Yeah. I'm sorry, I said research. <laughs> search. 
um, I typed in Wilt Chamberlain and then a whole list of po- you know people that like to post his stamps. It was phenomenal. And I just, every day for about a month, even after the stamp had got here, <laughs> there was somebody that said that they had seen it, you know. So it was, it was great, you know, and I'll never forget it. And we still talk about it today. I mean, you know, like Roger and I said, man, Remember the the luncheon we had, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, remember this person coming, and that person. I mean, it was just, it was just great, you know. And a lot of people were excited to be a part of it. And uh, I mean, like you know, seventy sixers, the Lakers, University of Kansas, the Hall of Fame. Yeah, you know, um, you know, just people in general, you know that. Uh, they really uh, appreciate it well. And then, you know what? Here's the other thing, too, just like with the books, man. You know, like you do your research and then you're writing, you know, chapters or you're writing stories or whatever. You find out so much yeah. about them. Like, I forgot Wilt led the league in assists one year. Yeah. That's incredible. And I think he just did it to prove he could, if yeah. I remember. Re- like- yeah. Yeah. I mean, he he didn't have to, but he but he did. Yeah. And because uh, I remember watching him at the high post and. Guys would cut off him, and he would pass it. They would go in and lay it <laughs> You know? I mean, he did so many things, and uh, he averaged 48 minutes a game yeah. one season. You know, uh, Joel Embiid is a big fan of Wilt. Mm-hmm. And I had asked him about him when he came here as a well, – maybe not as a rookie. I guess his second year that I had a chance to talk to him a little bit more. Um, and he was – he really appreciates what he did. And, you know, they both went, went to, to Kansas. Kansas. That's right. the connection, you know. And uh, so he's, he's talked about him a lot, you know. And it's it's good that a young guy like him recognizes. You who's, know, who's of that of elite, elite level. level. I'm not saying he's as good right. as Will, but right. yeah, he there can are... aspire to, to, to be as good as he can be in, in terms of yes. looking at Wilt and where he needs to go. Mm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, man, it's... It was it was a great thing, you know, and it it I, I mean to the day I still think about it, you know, yeah, and it's 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 quite an accomplishment, you know, it really is, and I'm just so appreciative of everybody that got involved because I mean it was a real grassroots effort. I mean, like we didn't have any money, like we did things to raise money mm-hmm. to have an event, you know, and uh, like we went over to the Black History Cultural Showcase. And um, we had programs left over from the 100-point game. So we needed some money to pay for our post office box. So we sold the programs, <laughs> and that was great, you know. So we, we did a lot of different things, and it really shows too, Matt, just generally speaking in life and all, you know, that when you work together, mm-hmm. you can do a lot of different things and you can accomplish a lot. Yeah. Final question, how – as someone who's been at the Tribune for decades, how important is the Philadelphia Tribune to the city of Philadelphia as far as giving voice to a lot of African-American causes and people that maybe, yeah. not would be quieted, but we wouldn't hear yeah. nearly yeah. as much about? Yeah. How important is it? Oh, it, it really is. Um, this is our 135th year, uh, Matt, and um, it's really important that you know we continue to get out in the community and cover our schools, cover our events, you know, cover, you know, all the different things that have an impact, you know, on the people that read the Tribune and, you know, in the African-American community because, um, you know, some things, you know, don't get as much attention Mm -hmm. as they should. And it's good to have the Tribune around so we can, you know, 
reach out to those folks because a lot of things that we've covered <clears throat> over the years have started out small, but then over time or over months, over weeks or whatever the case may be, have grown into, you know, either major events mm-hmm. or major accomplishments or have opened the door, you know, for opportunities, you know, which is, is, is really big. I mean, um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's still a very viable, you know, entity. And, um, you know, we got a great website, phillytrib.com. We got videos up there of a lot of different events and stuff. And, you know, we have stories up there that are, you know, columns. We got enterprise stories. We got, you know, just, you know, great, you know, pieces of work up there. So, you know, please go there and check us out, you know, because, I mean, it's, um, you'll see some, inform- uh, you'll see some stories there and you'll see some people there that maybe haven't gotten as much attention as they should or have or whatever the case may be, but you'll be able to go there and, and read their stories. Donald Hunt, thanks so much for coming in. This was great. Matt, thank you, and it's uh, always great to see you. Thanks a lot for everything. And that's a wrap for this week's show. One-on-one is an original sports podcast from KYW News Radio. If you like this show and want to help us out, make sure you are subscribed so you don't miss an episode. And you can help more people find out about the podcast by finding the show on Apple Podcasts and leaving a rating and a review. You can follow the show on Twitter at one-on-one-podcast and you can follow me on Twitter at MattLeon1060. Many thanks to the Philadelphia Tribune's Donald Hunt for stopping by this week. You can follow Donald on Twitter at DHuntTrib. My name is Matt Leon. Come back next week for another good conversation with someone you should know more about.